This is Channel 253. In this episode of Crossing Division. They've been doing a good job about still going about their day as they can and responsibly Mm -hmm. and respectfully. They have been in the grocery store. You know, people aren't pushing, shoving. They're just, um, everyone's just doing their best to get by right now and all in it together. And so I've Mm -hmm. actually been quite proud of the people uh, that I've seen throughout the east side and south end and the way that they've um, supported some of the small businesses that are still open. And really, we're not hearing, you know, craziness happening up and down the streets. And it's great. I'm actually quite proud of everyone across Pierce County. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. Hi, this is Evelyn Lopez. Welcome to today's edition of Crossing Division Tacoma's Talk Show. As you may know, we're doing a weekly podcast largely focused on the coronavirus in Tacoma and how things are going, but we may pick up other topics from time to time. With me today is Joe Lopez in another room of our house. Joe, how are you today? I am fine. (laughs) It's very exciting. (laughs) Joe is in a whole other room. A room I haven't and, been in in probably two or three weeks, actually. That's very good. I'm just glad you got the computer to work. Uh, we are also joined today by Marty Campbell, Pierce County Council member. Welcome, Marty. Where are you today? Uh, today I'm at my uh, home office. At your In your house. Exactly. In, yes. Uh, and of course, uh, we're produced by the fantastic Moonyard Studio, Doug Mackey. Doug, uh Are you in your home studio today, too? I am. I'm working right now. Excellent. Very good. (laughs) Well, we are all doing our best to uh, socially isolate and stay at home per the governor's most recent order. Um, So for coronavirus news, here's the daily numbers. As of this morning, this is Friday, March 27th, and that's important, guys. Uh, Anything we say as of today you know, tomorrow it may not be valid. So keep in mind, we're talking as of today, March 27th. In the state of Washington, we have 3,207 coronavirus cases so far. We have had, unfortunately, 147 deaths. In Pierce County, as of today, and these numbers are from the Seattle Times this morning, 186 cases and four deaths. We're lagging quite a ways behind um, King County, which is a good thing. Um, and it's hard to know if that's just because our population is somewhat different, our numbers are different, or if it's just because our testing um, hasn't quite ramped up yet. So I, I, I would say it's probably a combination of all of those. Um, uh, of course, you can every day about uh, 145, 2 o'clock, the Tacoma Pierce County Health Department posts the Pierce County numbers. So you can get them as they come off. It's a great resource for all things. COVID-19, but you can get the daily numbers. Uh, Their testing uh, shows we're out there testing, we're getting about 5%. So for every uh, 100 people that we're testing, we're finding about five positives, uh, which is a good sign. Uh, Means that, you know, it it is out there, but that it's not, uh, we're not hitting 20 out of 100. So Mm -hmm. uh, whereas uh, Seattle, I think, has a a 7%, we're in about a 5%. Uh, detection rate. Marty, do you happen to know for the testing, are, is that, are they testing 
people who have symptoms already or are they also and and first responders who's getting the tests that are giving us a five percent it that really varies all over the board um i haven't been able to find a consistent this is what it is of course we did the testing at the tacoma dome this last mm -hmm. week and that was for first responders or uh, uh people who are, are actively engaged uh that was brought in at a fema level but the uh it can vary from doctor to doctor to who they send to get a test. Uh, I think it's still, you're gonna have to show that you have symptoms and a reason why you think you may be infected, like my neighbor had it, or you show mm -hmm. a reason why you think you may have been exposed. Uh, mm -hmm. Personally, I'd love to see us go to a very broad-based, broad -based, um, like what you saw South Korea do, where they just began testing everyone because mm -hmm. if you know that you have it, even if you had no thought that you could ever have it, but suddenly you know that you have it and you self-isolate, that helps a lot. It isn't yeah. so much to detect those who are, are certain have it, it's to detect those who don't know and getting mm -hmm. them isolating. That's how we get ahead of this. Marty, is the county having trouble getting uh, test kits? Uh, I don't think we're having any more trouble than anyone else. Um, and I'm not that plugged into the front line. I know we're getting a lot more than we used to. But overall, there still is a national sh shortage, which is why they're having to prioritize at this time. My um, hope is that within a week or so, we'll be able to more freely uh, test. But uh, it, there's still a, a limited amount, uh, not just locally, but nationally. All right. Well, I have some specific questions I want to ask you, Marty, about um, Pierce County operations. But first, I want to pro promote two items. One, uh, Grand Cinema is uh, starting a streaming service with movies. You can go to their website, which is grandcinema.com. It's a little hard to tell for me how this works. I think it's sort of a pass-through where you go through the Grand Cinema and you can get to the location of the movies, new release movies, stream them. It costs money, and I don't know how much, but a percentage of that uh, money then goes to the Grand Cinema. So it's a nice way to you know, watch current releases and also support the Grand Cinema. Um, second item, I uh, saw a couple alerts today noting that local food banks are having a really hard time uh, keeping up with um, demand. As more people are unavailable or uh, unable to work, um, there are more people who are going to food banks to feed their families. So if you can, um, consider making donations to your local food banks. You can make donations on most of their websites. I know uh, Eloise's Cooking Pot on up in McKinley uh, does a really nice job for that neighborhood. Nourish Pierce County, Emergency Food Network, all of them have websites where you can make donations. If you're unsure about where food banks are in your neighborhood, there's a really excellent resource on the Pierce County website. That is co.pierce.wa.us slash 454 slash food banks or go to the Pierce County official website and just put in food banks and you'll find a list of food banks all over the county in your neighborhood that you can uh, go to for assistance and and um, you know some of them also have websites where you can make a donation. All right so with those two let's start Marty with some questions. Tell us so let's start by saying a big question which is this which is you know, you've been at the county council now for a while. What is this about this uh, epidemic, pandemic of coronavirus 
anything that has been a surprise to you in how the county operates, anything that's been kind of, you look at, you think, wow, that's actually working pretty well, or boy, that's an area we really need to work on. Wow, that, that's a that's a big question. Um, yes, I, I started tracking some of the data on this back in early January, um, so I was not surprised when the travel ban came down. Well, what uh, caused you to start tracking it then? Because I think most of us were sort of thinking of it as you know something that was out there, but not really paying close attention to. Well, I read a few articles, but mostly I think it was a scientific article that I read that was showing the transmission rates at being about mm-hmm. a three or four to one, which you're infecting four people every time you're infected three people. And I just started reading some of the journals on it and realized that this was going to be tough to contain. And if it got outside of China, uh, the the big part on it was the long incubation period. So yeah. someone could walk around while they were pages for a period of time before knowing that and could get isolated away either by personal quarantine or even uh, uh, hospitalized. And I saw that mm-hmm. as something that could uh, absolutely spin out of control. And I, I, I still struggle when I watch people on social media who don't understand uh, how exponential growth works. Because mm-hmm. they're like, well, what, 10 people have it. Yeah, but that means right. that they probably just exposed to 30. Right. So, and the next day and the next day. And so many people were like, well, there's only 100 people who have this. Why are we shutting down? And it's because of not what we have today it's because of what we will have if we don't do anything. So uh, just, and I know everyone's heard that in the news, so I don't want to beat that too much, but it, uh, it was something that I saw that could easily uh, just spread very quickly and be very hard to stop um, because yeah. it's not like in the movies, big movie fan myself, but it isn't like, Oh, as soon as we sequence the genome, we'll have the, you know, the vaccine right. and we'll just get that out there and everything will be good in two weeks. And it's like, no, it's 18 months for vaccines. It's, you know, you can sequence the genome. They had that in 10 days. That doesn't give you your solution though. And so mm-hmm. um, what, what have we done here? You know, locally, I think personally, um, one thing that caught me off guard and I, I still don't have an explanation is why we have toilet paper shortage. Um, right. <laughs> that's just one that I did not anticipate. Um, and, you know, but there's a lot of things that even when we looked at it, uh, I didn't, while I was tracking this, I didn't foresee, you know, the shutdown to the level that we're at. Right. Um, and so overall, I would say we're doing above average on our response. Um, our health mm-hmm. department has actually been really good at taking this uh, seriously early and beginning to um, respond quickly, um, being supportive of uh, making sure that we're, we're taking the steps that we need to. Um mm-hmm. So no, nothing surprised me as a great failure. And actually, I've been quite impressed with our uh, uh, health department at being able to get out good, clear, clean messages and helping people to understand why this is important. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say something like this really reinforces to you how important um, government is, frankly, government and media. Mm-hmm. Because and e- even people who are big you know, not big supporters of government, when something like this happens, you immediately turn to, okay, you know, what do we do? And we want, we want instruction, we want information, we want to know what we're supposed to be doing and where are things going and how is it working? Um, So I I would say, I haven't really been paying close attention to what the county has been doing, but I haven't seen anything that I thought, oh boy, that's a terrible idea. So that to me means you're doing a pretty good job. 
Yeah. In, in a time when you see lots of really bad things happening, like mm-hmm. uh, I think it is Mississippi where the governor overrode the mayors and shutting down their own cities. I yeah. Mean, you, you, you see things that are extremely counterproductive. Um, I think we've done a great job of falling right, you know, falling right in line and doing um, reasonable steps at a reasonable pace. Mm-hmm. Now the County councils come around. And uh, so the first week, uh, so there's last Tuesday, the Tuesday before was our first Tuesday after everything had kind of uh, uh, hit more of the open media and we began to see our first uh, uh, throttling and closures. Uh, we passed an emergency bill that had uh, $500,000, $250,000 mm-hmm. um, to help the homeless network, uh, to help them spread out so that they weren't concentrating people as much, and then $250,000 to emergency food network uh, oh, to, excellent. to help them right there in week one um, keep, keep things moving because they're in a, uh, you, you talk about the problems they're having. One of the problems, they have a couple problems. One is that uh, a lot of their volunteers at their food banks are in the high mm-hmm. risk category. So mm-hmm. a lot of their seasoned volunteers, suddenly they're telling them go home or they're choosing to stay home. So they've lost a lot of that. And then they also, the idea of bringing one, everyone into one place in the food bank, uh, suddenly is something they had to instantly change and they're doing a lot yes. more delivery, go on their websites, Nourish and uh, EFN and see what they have for delivery options. But how do you go from a program that you've been working for the last several years to centralize it more to Mm -hmm. one that is much more of a distributed model? Um, I think we have something like already had like 80 food banks across our county. Um, So, you know, there's the big ones we hear, but there's a ton of little small ones that operate out of uh, church parking lots that mm-hmm. have to get reimagined and have to rebuild their volunteer pool and how they're tracking data. Uh, one of the things we did was we actually lift a, lifted a requirement on data tracking because it used to be we had to get their name, their address, what they're getting mm-hmm. and all that. Well, that's paperwork being handed back and forth. Mm-hmm. And now we're just like, you live here in the county, okay, here's your bag of food, next. You know, because... Yeah we're trying to reduce those touches and move a lot more people through the system. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it's for everything that, that you go out and you say, Hey, we're just going to get them more money. Oh, we also have to change a policy and we have to change this. So it's uh, that's been part of the learning curve there. How have you found as you've gone along when problems arise and, and the County needs to come up with sort of some creative workarounds have you found that um, staff and, and the leadership are pretty nimble at doing this or, or has it been a bit of a challenge? Actually, I think they've been great at creative workarounds, whether it be us trying to, uh, up until the beginning of this year, we had a policy that no one could call into a council meeting. Now we're having okay. council meetings with three people on the phone. I mean, it's uh, our nimbleness to be able to switch that. We're working with staying with open public meeting, providing the access while still meeting to get the important stuff done. How do you have an open public meeting, not put everyone in the same room, but still engage the public mm-hmm. stuff that we're working through? A, a good mm-hmm. example is, uh, and you touched a little bit on this, uh, what have we done for our small businesses? So the second yes. week we came back and we were able to put together uh, a small business relief plan uh, within about a week's time that uh, it's going to help out a lot of small businesses across unincorporated Pierce County. And it's for businesses. We just completely like drafted plan, got it set up, and it was going within about a week's time. Uh, any business with 10 or fewer employees can apply for a no interest loan for up to $10,000. Wow. 
And okay. how they how they qualify that is then for every employee, you can get up to $2,000 to uh, help pay their wages or pay rent. Um, and you don't have to pay it back until next, next March. Uh, the mm-hmm. important part is getting those employees taken care of perhaps while you're idle and having the funds so that it's all there ready for you to reopen when we say it, get the all clear. Yeah. Uh, do you have a sense as to how, uh, whether uh, small businesses are taking advantage of that yet, or or are they still sort of um, sending that information out to the community? We're still getting it out. And of course, it's on the Pierce County website. Um, mm-hmm. We're still getting the information out. We uh, figured it's about 4,500 small businesses that would would fall under that category. And so we're still trying to figure out how to get the uh, info out to them, see who's going to take care of it. Um, some of the small businesses may be waiting and seeing. Um, yeah. To, uh, you know, and this is going to dovetail in really nicely with what the state's doing, the SBA is doing, uh, Small Business Administration, because um, they're all offering up to larger amounts. We, we didn't have the um, capacity to be able to mm-hmm. offer a lot, but what we offered with the SBA is they're saying it's going to be four to six weeks. Yeah. We're thinking we can get it done in two to three days. So we're that short-term help until you can get to the bigger funds through a more complex process. You so, know, I, th- I think too, sometimes a small business might hesitate at saying, well, gee, it's a loan that I'm going to have to pay, pay back. But, um, you know, they shouldn't hesitate because we don't know what kind of relief might become available. There may well be assistance programs that will give businesses money to help defray some of these expenses. But right now, the most important thing is getting those dollars in pocket now so that the businesses can either, you know, pay their own expenses and most importantly, try to uh, pay or help alleviate some of the impacts on their employees. I mean, that's what's going to keep our our local economy floating is, you know, dollars in wallets here now. Absolutely. And, th- and that's the intent is for it to, uh, to help either, you know, keep, keep the rent going, keep the uh, uh, employees getting getting funds in their pockets while they're sitting idle. Yeah. So we, right. encourage so, our, we encourage all small business owners to look into it and see how it works for them. Great. So if uh, someone is interested, there is information on the Pierce County website. And um, are you working also with the a local um, Tacoma Pierce County Chamber? Um, are they involved in this? You know, are they helping to funnel information out to their members? Uh, yes, the the Pierce County Tacoma Pierce County Chamber, and actually, the I was on a conference call with the. Gallup Chamber of Commerce last night. Uh, also, uh, mostly the Economic Development Board. They're the ones that mm-hmm. kind of coordinate across the county. So they're the okay. ones that are helping a lot. Basically, we've taken a lot of our, and this is where they've been great, is our economic development staff who were you know, out making calls, trying to bring people in, suddenly shifted to, now we're helping you navigate the system. Mm-hmm. We're helping you tap into those SBA funds, State of Washington funds. What other programs are out there so they went from being a uh, a recruiter to uh, assistant staff just overnight and doing a great job with that. This is Nate Bowling, Alaska Air MVP and host of the Nerd Farmer podcast. There are three places I call home right now. The first is Tacoma, OBS. The second is Abu Dhabi, where I'm teaching for the next two years. And the third place I feel like home is on board an Alaska Airlines flight, sipping on Northwest beer and watching free movies. 
when you spend as much time on an airplane as I do, you come to appreciate the finer things that Alaska Airlines provides. It's because at Alaska, customer service comes first. I see it in all the little details that make the experience of flying better. Free messaging and free movies on select flights, and of course, that signature fruit and cheese plate. When I fly, I don't even look at the travel sites. I go straight to alaskaair.com and book. Thank you, Alaska Airlines, for your longtime support of Channel 253. Marty, you mentioned before we uh, started recording that you're also on the board for Pierce Transit. What can you tell us about how operations are going for Pierce Transit? Uh, Pierce Transit, another organization that really they've been doing a great job under fast changing circumstances. Um, they've, as you may have heard, they recently have gone to a no fare model and they're just asking everyone to board on and off the back door. So that way mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of people coming by, um, touching, interacting with the drivers. Uh, kind of keeping them behind the drivers so that we can keep the drivers out there keeping the buses moving. We know for a lot of people, uh, this is, it is lifeline service, lifeline service in Pierce County. We mm-hmm. we see actually, we're seeing higher ridership in Pierce County than we are um, you know, on sound transit because it's not um, about getting to, to work. That's part of it, but it's also about getting to the grocery store, to the doctor, to those things that we still need to be doing as part of that essential service. And we also find that a lot of people in those essential jobs, the frontline line workers of nurses and people who are staffing our grocery stores, they, they rely on Pierce Transit to get to and from work. So we, right. we have to keep the, the service going. Um, so they've done a great job, put signs up inside the buses to get people to kind of social distance within a bus. Now, if you've ridden a bus, uh, you know, people kind of naturally tend to socially distance on a bus. <laughs> right. So it, it, uh, I don't think that hard of a concept. Um, but um, but then next week, we're actually going to be doing a, a little bit of a service cut. About, uh, I think about 28%, mostly still trying to uh, some uh, reductions in frequencies, uh, mm-hmm. just because we are having some buses that are running uh, very low or, or not a lot, but we want to make sure we're keeping the service to the uh, where we really need it while we're seeing buses that may have been like um, going to Seattle now having virtually no ridership uh, right. because they're all telecommuting or they they mm-hmm. just made a, a hard shift. Their job's no longer essential. So with that, uh, we want to make sure that we're keeping the routes that are going to essential services um, and essential employers going strong and robust. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, uh, again, their website, they've done a great job and on their Twitter of getting information about what they're doing and what's out there. I do understand that part of the package that the uh, Congress just passed has uh, funding to help keep public transit agencies uh, moving, not only through this crisis, but also standing up. One thing we know about Pierce Transit is they're, they're funded um, a little bit from uh, uh, fares, uh, but that's like mm-hmm. you know 8%, but uh, mm-hmm. most of it is from sales tax. And at a time when um, we're going to see sales tax uh, really flatten out here, yeah. uh, it's going to be in- important that we support programs like Pierce Transit to keep them moving because they're going to continue to be that lifeline. Yeah, that's good. Well, and one of the things that Joe had asked you before we started recording was whether Pierce Transit was uh, laying off drivers with the reduction in routes. My, my understanding is there are no uh, layoffs that have been ordered at this time. I don't have a full picture on whether or not that's just some drivers who are uh, choosing to stay home. And so that's part of where they're 
they're, they're, they're throttling back or if it's uh, just reducing, but there has been no, no one has received an order to uh, stay home because of no work. So there has not been good. forced layoff. Good. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Uh, well, um, what are you, well, let me ask you this, Marty. I know you live over on the east side of Tacoma. How are, is your neighborhood, how is the community over on that side um, working through this? Are people, um, you know, feeling, to the extent that you know, people pulling together, you know, apart since they're all isolating um, well, i'm resisting the urge to go door to door to ask them well it's um, terrible isn't it because you want to find out especially if you've got pockets of people who are older or who have um limited resources one of the things we talked about last week was how do you even find out anything if you are not online you know if, if you don't have an internet connection you know or a smartphone or something how do you even know what's going on that is hard. Uh, the school district has been doing a good job with some of their food that they're continuing uh, to deliver. Mm-hmm. Speaking of organizations that have stepped up great, Tacoma School District, um, continuing to get food, which shows you really how much our schools are much more than the three R's of reading, writing, and arithmetic. They're about mm-hmm. the social and emotional well-being of our children. and The fact that, that they didn't even blink at continuing to get uh, food and continuing to provide uh, those services to our kids really tells you where their heart is. Um, so some of that information, uh, you know, flyers that are posted around, word of mouth of people going to and from stores. You know, you get the information out at the grocery store. Um, churches, I think, have done a good job of getting, you know, word out to their uh, to their people. So um, it is hard when you don't have all that connection. Generally, I think everyone's feeling uh you know, pretty good. They're nervous. We don't know what's coming next. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen uh, layoff numbers. I, in the past, I know when we went through the last recession that, you know, East Tacoma, while Tacoma was at 7%, we were, or Tacoma was at 12%, we were probably close to 20% unemployment yeah. at the peak of the recession. But what we find now today to be essential jobs, grocery clerks, uh, you know, gig delivery drivers also tend to be a lot that live in neighborhoods like the east side. So I don't quite yet know how it's hit us. Now we also have a lot of restaurant workers who live over here. And of course we know they're very impacted. Um, Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting as we start to get some of that data back as to uh, where it's at. What I have seen is a lot more um, as I have moved around town a bit, they're concerned, but they're moving about their day more because they don't, haven't always had the cash flow to be able to stockpile three months worth of toilet paper. Right. And there was recently a, a community survey study that talked about crime rates and over on the east side, they were less worried about crime. Not mm-hmm. that the rates were really any different if you look at the numbers, but they tend to, their base needs are more around housing and food security. And so some of the other items aren't as uh, high up on their list. So. They've been doing a good job about still going about their day as they can and responsibly mm-hmm. and respectfully. They have been in the grocery store. You know, people aren't pushing, shoving. They're just, um, everyone's just doing their best to get by right now and all in it together. And so I've mm-hmm. actually been quite proud of the people uh, that I've seen throughout the East Side and South End and the way that they've 
um, supported some of the small businesses that are still open. And really, we're not hearing, you know, craziness happening up and down the streets. And it's great. I'm actually quite proud of everyone across Pierce County. I agree. I agree. Well, what do you think is coming next or what should we be looking out for next? Are we just in a holding period for a while? I know the governor, I think, said either yesterday or this morning that the um, stay-at-home measure might need to be in place for a little bit longer than the initial two weeks anticipated. Yeah, and I haven't seen that briefing, but that makes sense. And I hope that they continue to look at what is essential and not essential jobs um, mm-hmm. and continue to reevaluate. I think there's, um, and I'm not going to pick on any, but there may be one or two on there where we look at and go, really? And then yeah. there's others that kind of got closed down and we're like, oh, that was a lot more essential than I realized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can we bring that back? And so there may be some some shifts and recalibrations as we actually put into place, you know, what was the theory on, on the list. Uh, what is next? One of the big announcements that we'll see coming out um, is a uh, COVID care center. And that is, and actually it'll be announced becoming down off of uh, Hosmer Street. Uh, so uh, right in the center, actually in my county council district, we're standing up one of the first care centers. It's in a uh, a current hotel there that has virtually no business going in it as a hotel. So we're going to rent it out. And if someone's in the hospital um, with mm-hmm. COVID and they've been deemed clear, but they should still wait 72 hours before contact, but they don't want to go home. Say it's an elderly gentleman doesn't want to go home to his mm-hmm. elderly wife while he may still be contagious, but he doesn't really need to be in a hospital anymore. We've mm-hmm. now got a center that we can put him up in for a few days so that it's a, uh, uh, you know, hotel setting with, there'll be, you know, um, enhanced services, but then we can free up that hospital bed or people, um, first responders. We have a case of, uh, um, I heard about here in Puget Sound where, uh, one of the firefighters who was responding to that place up in Kirkland, he's like, look, I went there enough times. I'm probably exposed. I don't want to go home to my family. Right. I'm not showing symptoms. Okay. Here's a place where you can stay until you get, uh, until we're sure that you're clear. So people who want to isolate away from their families, uh, but have a good reason, and people mm-hmm. who are in the process where they don't need full hospital care but need some um, isolation, that's what we're going to stand up. Actually, three of them across the county. You're going to see these setting up all over the region. There'll be three across Pierce County. The first one uh, will be pretty centrally located at one of the hotels uh, down in the Hosmer area. And so quite that's- quite happy that they're actually bringing it right here to, to our district first. Yeah, when will that be operational, do you think? Um, probably within within the next three to five days. Okay. If not, yeah, late, I have, if not later today. I, I haven't had a briefing hmm. on it in the last 24 hours. And in these days, you know, someone said the other day, March has been the longest year of my life. No kidding. Yeah, that is excellent. I know I've seen a lot of um, tweets from nurses and doctors who are self-isolating away from their families because they can't be sure that they're not bringing something from their workplace into their home. So someplace that they could safely go as an alternative would probably be a, be a wonderful idea. Yeah. That's excellent. You know, and All now right. that we've, we've entered and we've had this kind of, you know, we had about the 10 day, two week partial, you know, mm-hmm. partial quarantine. Now this heavier kind of, you know, stay home, stay healthy mandate. And we don't know how long that's going to last. Uh, I think people are starting to settle into their rhythms a little bit. And we begin to look at the question of what's next. How do we start yeah, turning is, that, that? What uh, is next? Yeah. How do we start turning that switch on? How do we start 
standing back up some businesses? How do we start getting some people back to work? How do we start? Um, how will we know when someone says it's all clear that it really is all clear to go back out? And that's going to be continuing to be out there, talk with people, be honest with them about what it is, what it isn't, mm -hmm. um, uh, making sure that we're not allowing rumors to spread, but make sure that we're getting facts out there so that people can understand the science um, as best as we can. And then having that understanding so that when we say it's good to go back to work, it truly is good to go back to work because long-term what's going to hurt us is the people who just stay at home and never step outside again. There's going to be people who um, for their own fear will just become what will really stay at home a lot and, and kind yeah. of disengage. And we need to make sure that we have services to help them to re-engage into community to know that it's safe. Um, and people who've emotionally withdrawn reconnecting out into mm -hmm. the community. So uh, it's, it's not going to be easy, but I think it's going to take a concerted effort of getting people to come back together in community six feet apart. Right. Come together, but not that close. Uh, Marty, has, has uh, Pierce County Council talked at all? And I don't think that there's a reason why I think you have. But um, one of the things I'm seeing uh, occasionally on social media is people saying, you know, uh, they seem to be hungering for uh, daily updates or weekly updates from people who are in political leadership positions. Has, uh, you know, do you, Pierce County Council, maybe the executive thought about doing a, a daily or a weekly, even just a broadcast from um, Facebook or something else, and it really wouldn't have to be more than even 10 minutes. Which I think people just, they want to be reassured. And I don't know that anyone's really doing that. No, and, and I've seen some of that, and I've thought about that. The executive has been out there a, a bit on some of it. Mm -hmm. and it, it, it. He really is more the face of the the, the county, um, mm -hmm. so not wanting to supersede that. I've been sending out mail blasts to uh, some of my constituents, giving them updates, what's going on, and most importantly, asking, you know, what do you need? And yeah. that's what I've really tried to do is uh, ask people what they need because a lot of people don't know how to ask questions because they're – sign up for unemployment for the first time in their life. They're, they're, right. you know, it's so new for them. And so helping to navigate some of that. In uh, part of the hard part about doing a, a daily briefing is by the time you sit down to write what you're going to say, it's changed twice. And True. you don't want to be giving out something that's not actual. But I understand in, in times of when people would have in the past maybe turned to the local news, we've come to be suspect of cable news. Um, yeah. And so how do we look for truth? And, and what I'll say is, as elected officials, we get a lot of information about what's going on, but there's not like this next tier of super secret of stuff going on that, you know, we're just not telling you. It's mm -hmm. we're trying to learn it as fast as everyone else and make the best decisions that we can. Mm -hmm. um, but it's uh, uh, in this information age, um, it is, you know, much more transparent. So I don't have any secret number. I can't go get tested any faster than anyone else. And so, um, but it's a good point that part of why I wanted to come on today was, you know, let's be out there and uh, just make sure that they are seeing that we're out there and that uh, uh, as we get information, we will share it as, you know, as fast and as broadly as we can. Yeah, I think that's all we can do right now. Yeah. Um, I okay. mean, you're yeah. doing a great job here just trying to uh, get more information out. So thank yeah, you well, for thank that. You. Thank you. Uh, Joe, did you have any questions uh, for Marty? 
Do we have any sense of, um, you know, what hospital occupancy rates are here in Pierce County? I mean, I know we're not seeing the kinds of rush that they're seeing in New York. Is capacity adequate right now? Um, I haven't had a specific briefing within the last three days. Um, I know that it's tight. Um, and But they've taken actions of canceling elective surgeries, twofold to, you know, keep the uh, PPE uh, equipment on on hand, but also keeping capacity within the hospitals. So right now we're not, um, my understanding is we're not in an overrun status like New York is, but that's part of why we're working to flatten the curve. Um, and so that we never really overrun the capacity to where we're having to set up right. shelters in the parking lots. And I haven't heard a, a call to that. I think we identified 32 cases yesterday. Unfortunately, we've reached four deaths here in Pierce County. So we're starting to see that was another thing about that I found out early on about this virus is it usually there can be like a 10-day lag from when someone catches it to uh, if they pass away from it. And so there's a lot of correlation with, well, yeah, there's, you know, but cases identified and uh, mortality rates lag and they're they're calculated at a distance between them so some people try to compare them as being in the same time frame when they're two different time frames right um don't know if that answers your question uh but we haven't heard of them being overrun to the point to where they're having to set up triage sites okay yeah yeah i mean well, if Marty, you're, bottom line if you're showing symptoms if you think you might be exposed call your doctor um right. talk through with them get their opinion on it. They've, they're um, seeing a lot and uh, uh, getting a pretty good idea of who they need to be sending to testing and who they don't. Well, and most of the uh, the major healthcare providers here in Pierce County now have um, sort of video appointments so that people can do it either even over a smartphone. Right. And if that's something that's available to you, absolutely take care of it. Because last thing you want to do is run down to the emergency room with... And know, spread it. Yeah, or with a dozen other people and you didn't have it when you showed right, up. Now you do. <laughs> now you do. So uh, the video conferencing, I, you know, I think when we look long-term, what's this going to do? I think it's going to change the way medicine is provided. It's going to make well, video I, conferencing I, much more available and uh, people have more confidence. You know, I think that's actually going to be a very interesting part of this as, as we begin to move out of it. Uh, what What's going to be the new normal that we move into because I suspect that a lot of things are going to change and will not go back to, to what we had before. And yeah. And businesses I never expected are getting hit hard dry cleaners because everyone has started telecommuting. They're not yeah. wearing their suits. They're not bringing in their dry cleaning. Yep. And so dry cleaners are getting hit really hard. Who would have thought dry cleaners would be a yeah. big impact. Of well, and it's something you don't even think about. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's, uh, uh, yeah, I went in to, to pick up some I'd had there for too many weeks and his, his amount of clothes hanging were a quarter of what they normally are. Oh, so it's, uh, yeah, what starts back up is going to be very, yeah. very interesting how some just basic things shift and change. I think we're going to see food delivery is a lot more consistent thing in our future. Mm-hmm. And we may have seen the end of the handshake or at least the social hug. Yes, the bro, the bro hug might still be around. I don't know. I, know. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, Marty, if people have um, 
questions for you in particular or want to get in touch with you, how is the best way for them to do that? Uh, the best way would be to, uh, I'd still checking my office email on a daily basis. Uh, so that is, uh, uh, of course, uh, which you can reach through the website. Uh, it's, it's marty.campbell at pierscountylaw.gov. Go on the website, you can find me. Uh, my phone number's on there too. Uh, so, you know, that's my best suggestion. Uh, that works great. For up-to-date information, up-to-date information, the Pierce County Health Department has been doing a great job of getting up-to-date COVID information up. Okay, great, great. Well, and um, everyone who is listening to this, if you have things you would like to see on future episodes, please feel free to either uh, email me or send me a message on Twitter. My email is truetacoma at gmail.com. And my um, Twitter handle is at T-R-U-E underline Tacoma. Uh, Joe, how can people get a hold of you if they want to? Uh, my Twitter handle is at Joe Lopez Tacoma. All run together, one word. Great. All right, then. Hey, Marty, as a final exercise, what would you say is something positive that you think uh, you know people should focus on as we move through these next few weeks? Oh, that's a terrible question. You're a terrible podcast. What are you doing there? What kind of question is that? <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm uh, jesting at our president there. Um, stay positive, stay indoors, um, check on your relatives, you know, give them a call. Um, and if you get a chance, you know, go through that, all those books you've been meaning to read. Uh, but That's when right. it comes time for us to come back outside and we get the all clear, be ready to come back out because uh, we, we have a community that loves each other, watches out for each other. And I look forward to it reengaging. Great. Thank you very much. All right, that's it Thank for you. this week's episode, March 27th, Coronavirus in Tacoma. We will see you again next week. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. The Crossing Division podcast is part of the Channel 253 network. Check out our other shows, Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, Citizen Tacoma, Founders B-Team, We Art Tacoma, and What Say You? This is Channel 253.